Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Let's rock and roll. It's Monday morning, Theodis. I'm feeling good. We got to make sure you are one of the co-hosts. Let's make Theodis a co-host. Augie, hey. Nicholas, Andy, Dave, Candace, just saying hi to everyone on camera. Hey, what's up? We're still saying hi. Everyone, I'm, ha- I'm glad, you're, glad you're here. That's not Candace. I recognize Candace. Mm-hmm. That's like Candace's other half. There you go. All right, cool. Uh, Theodis, it's Monday. Yes. What, what's on your mind this morning? Where are we starting for Mindset Monday? Well, you know, uh, well, first of all, I didn't get to do my CrossFit workout before this call. So my energy may not be, you know, level 10, but I'll try to get it at around an eight or a nine. Okay. Do you want to do your CrossFit workout while we do this call? You can just like, let's combine the two. Let me do a couple of burpees real and I'll be right back. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, so uh, yeah, actually today what I wanted to, you know, to touch on is the power of self-talk. The power of self-talk. Now, I think that, not I think, but it's been my experience that self-talk is the most misunderstood, undervalued tool that we have. And it's just interesting. Um, it's interesting on how uh, people respond when, like, has anyone ever, does it, first of all, does anyone talk to themselves? Somewhat. I do. I've got a few hands up there. Okay. Like now, as when when someone asks you, "Are you talking to yourself?" Do you feel a little weird by the way they ask you? Absolutely. Yeah. Lakeisha says no. I say absolutely. <laughs> Augie's like kind of. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting how there's kind of like a, a negative, like uh, I won't say negative, but a strange, you know, attachment to you know people who actually talk to themselves. Now, I don't know about you. I saw that movie, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with Jack Nicholson. You guys remember that one? Um, so there's a lot of things that, you know, re, you know uh, relate talking to ourselves with a straight jacket and a room with padded, you know, that's padded. Yeah, that's the person on the corner who's talking to themselves, muttering about who knows what, right? Right, right. Well, and then, you know, as professionals, you know, a lot of us are driven. A lot of us have you know, goals that we're, you know, working to achieve. Um, we're leaders. And that internal dialogue, those those daily conversations are so important for us to continue to push through. And, you know, understanding our personal language, our personal dialogue, um, I believe is extremely important. Because, you know, we can, I tr- I try not to, um, you know, pair like self-talk with positive or negative. I like to call it, you know, healthy because healthy means that sometimes it's, it's so much going on between our ears that it's almost impossible to box it up, you know, into negative or positive that I understand that, you know, I must allow it to flow, meaning that whatever's going on in my head, I can't be in a rush to make it positive or negative I just have to look and be patient for the opportunity to change the direction in order for that dialogue to work for me and not against me, if that makes any sense. 
It totally makes sense. And, and I'm hoping that you're going to explain when you say understanding your personal self-talk language, because that's something I've never heard before, right? Are you going to go deeper? Like, what, what do you mean by your, your personal self-talk language? Well, absolutely. I mean, it's like um, I'll, at the end of, the, end of this, I'll go over five things to help you rate, like the, to gauge, you know, what level your, your self-talk is. Um, but I will just share, you know, something that happened for me recently. Um, hold on one second. I'm having an issue with these. Quick. No one's saying anything about Theodos. He can't hear you. No, I'm kidding. But it is really interesting because when he said self-talk, my thought is, nope, still can't hear you, bud. When he said uh, self-talk, my first thought is, I, I think my self-talk's okay. But then I thought, you know what? I really don't pay that much attention to it. How many of you guys ever take that much notice of the self-talk that's going on in there? I think that's a very valuable conversation. Lakeisha's like, I do. Jen says, I do. The honest, you get your, your, your headset working? Now I just hear it buzzing now, if you can hear me. Nope. Buzzing stopped. How about, how about that? Yep, I hear you. All right, so we're good now? Sorry yep, about we're that. We're good. You're good. I had this beat going on in my head, and I was about to actually go crazy. My self-talk was about to just have me jump off the ledge. You, so. you can't censor your self-talk with a beep. That doesn't work. Yeah, I was like, that's not going to work. Let me change this up right now. Cool. But uh, recently, you know, uh, you know, I thought I was a person that, you know, had a pretty – you know, decent relationship with myself. You know, I, my internal dialogue, I've worked really hard to, you know, have that glasses half full mentality. But I remember, uh, let me see. Yeah, I thought that my, you know, my personal dialogue was, was actually pretty dang good until I decided to, some of you guys are understand, I mean, heard that I do, you know, Ironmans now, but when I decided to do my first Ironman, I decided to train for one. So much was revealed about my, my, my internal dialogue that I, I just wanted to share. And I remember being, you know, coming to terms with the challenge that in six months, in order for me to do this Ironman, in six months, not only did I have to learn how to swim, I have to be able to swim 2.4 miles, ride 112 miles on my bike, and then run a full marathon. Well, you know, I was a half, uh, athlete in high school 30 years ago. <laughs> so I was like, man, how in the hell, excuse me, how am I going to be able to do this, right? But I remember one of the things that I told myself was, what if I train every day, a little bit at a time, I believe I'll be able to finish Right. You see how I, I, I totally brought that down. I said, what if I train every day? And then this, the thought of training every day, that means that, ooh, if I did it every day, I'm eventually get better. So somehow this, this impossible task became manageable. And it was amazing because usually what I would have done is, oh my God, I got to see if I can call Michael Phelps and see if he'll give me a personal tutor, you know, he'd be my personal tutor for a month to show me how he became an Olympic swimmer, or I got to read all these videos, or I got to get a coach, I got to do all these things in order to happen. But really, it just started with what if, you know, so now a part of my, you know, my internal dialogue is whenever I'm, 
you know, uh, challenge for something that's big, bigger than something that, something that I've never done before. I always ask myself, what if, not how? Because if I go into the how too soon, it's going to blow up. You know, too many details, too many, there's too many things to take on. So I ask myself, what if? And then I build on that. That makes sense to you, Jess? That makes sense to you guys? A hundred percent, it makes sense. And it changes, it changes that internal dialogue, but it also keeps the, the, the pressure level down so that then you can actually allow yourself in that mindset to get to the, uh, the, the how. I, I was listening to a, uh, I drove up to the mountains this weekend with my son. We were out and out off the grid. It was really fun. And I'm listening to this kid's story on the way up. And I love kid stories that teach actual lessons that adults need to need to hear again or learn. Right. It's and the same thing you're talking about. The, talking about one of the characters in order to stay like calm and focused to accomplish his journey. He needs to have a clear mind. It didn't say it in that language, but talked about, you know, taking it, his, his mentor taught him to take a deep breath and, and hold it, hold it for a four count and then slowly release it. I'm going, this isn't a kid's book. How cool is that? Anyway, but that is making me think of what you're talking about, which is in order to stay present to, to, to get to the how you have to start with a, an open, clear, calm self-talk. Right. Now, for, for those of us who exercise, does anybody exercise with music? Right? Why is that? Why, why do we exercise with music? I, I'm going I'm to interpret from Lakeisha's gestures to get yourself pumped up, right? To get yourself going, to feel the energy. Mm-hmm. Now, have you ever, like... You go ready to go for your run and you forget your earphones and you just feel like you can't go do the run or you can't do the exercise unless you have your music. I've been guilty of having that thought 100%. So the point is, it's like, why is that? Like for me, I discovered when, first of all, training for an Ironman, when it gets, you know, like halfway close to, to race time, sometimes those sessions, at least for me, they started at 2.30 in the morning. I had to get in six hours of training before I go on tour to show, you know, uh, 12 properties with the buyer. So in order to make that work, I had to get up at 2.30 in the morning, ride my trainer for, you know, four to five hours, and then get a, a mile and a half on, on the run, Right. That's a long time to be with the artist in my home between my two years all by myself, right? And I realized that, whoa, my earphones died like halfway through one of those sessions, right? And I realized, holy moly, I got so much going on here. No wonder I want the music on. (laughs) I want to turn it off, you know? I don't want to go there, right? And what what was interesting is everything came up, you know, past traumas, things that I swept under the rug that I, you know, forgot about, you know, everything came up. And I was like, you know what? I see why, you know, sometimes we want to be distracted. Sometimes we don't want to go there. Uh, Because I'd be in a good mood and I go, wait a minute, I thought I went to counseling for that like 20 years ago. I'm like, why is that in my head right now? You know what I mean? I'm just on the bike, on the trainer, minding my business. And then that came up. I'm like, oh, and then this this came up. So uh, in that process, though, it actually, you know, those long uh, stretches of time by myself 
when those those old traumas or, you know, all the things that, you know, I needed to do that day or all the, you know, things that, that were undone, the projects that were started that weren't finished, you know, all that, that stuff that's in our head, I started to, instead of trying to fix it or make it negative or positive or put it in a box, I just became, I practiced of just allowing it to flow. And in doing that, it came up and it started to settle in places, right? And it allowed me to, you know, not be in a rush to hurry up and get away or not to experience something that makes me uncomfortable with myself. And in doing that, the process of, you know, training for these, the Ironman and also, you know, spending these long periods of time with myself between my own ears, sometimes without music, it helped me become more patient and compassionate and understanding with myself, which allowed me to do the same when I interact with others. You know, it really gave me another level of just allowing people to be them and, and, and appreciating them for, for them and, and letting them, letting their process be their process without me putting anything in it or having any type of opinion at all, because I understand personally, <laughs> I have plenty on my plate just dealing with the honest John persons. You know, plenty. So my self-talk is, you know, it's one of those things that it's not like, it's, it's, uh, there's never a finish line. There's always ways for to improve. You know, uh, one of the ways I gauge where my head is at is, you know, not just me, but think about this. If someone's winning, do you cheer first or secretly wish they step in a pothole and twist their ankle? You know what I mean? Are you, when you see someone being successful, are you envious or do you say to yourself that they can do it? I can do it too. I love that. So you're talking about like, you see someone, right? This is an interesting market we're in. That's the word I've chosen to use to describe our market. It's an interesting market when you see someone out there who is, you know, maybe someone you've known, you know, you know, socially in the industry and you see them, they have like three closings in a week, four closings, or even on an agent power huddle. Do you, do you think, yeah, go them. Or are you like, huh? I think it's, a, is that what you're saying? Like, how do you, are you? Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's a great point, Jesse. That was actually, I was thinking that because right now with the market being the way it is, there are some people that are winning big, right? But there's a lot that aren't, right? Let's just face it. You know, everyone's not winning big. And I remember back in the, uh, the REO days, it was just one REO broker who had all the listings. I didn't even have one. All I was doing was taking BPL pictures. I was doing BPLs, right? You know, broker price opinions, those, those mini appraisals we used to do back in the day. But I remember every time I drove, drove up on a house and I saw his sign, um, there was a phase of, man, how do you get all these listings? He's so lucky, blah, blah, you know, that stuff, right? But then somewhere that changed. And when I start seeing his signs, I said, if he can do it, I can do it too. And that shift, which 
you know, that was 15 years ago, is still with me now. When I see people winning or if I see people at a level that, you know, I would like to achieve one day, instead of hating or being envious, I go, okay, they showed me it can be done. I have a heartbeat just like them. I believe red. I can do it too. So that's just a very like, you know, uh, way just to shrink it down how the power of self-talk can get us out of those ruts that, you know, some, you know, it's natural for us to fall in from time to time. I, I love that. And, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to keep, let you keep rolling for a minute. I'm going to jump off. I'll be right back. The honest, I got to grab something, but I want to, I want to say that that healthy reframe right there, if I pick up nothing else this morning, if they can do it, I can do it. If you catch yourself in that, we won't call it negative, but in the unhealthy self-talk loop and you are able to reframe it to, if they can do it, I can do it. That is a really good check. I want to know what else you use to, for the, the kind of checks and balances. You said you had a few other questions you asked yourself because that's good. Yeah, absolutely. And just think, you guys, remember, we, we have social media. Social media, for the most part, only shows the wins. It only shows the good stuff. It doesn't show the grimy stuff that's behind the scenes. It doesn't show when people are crying or, you know, when people are arguing or the sleepless nights and, and all that stuff. So be careful comparing your inside, our insides to other people's outsides, right? Be careful with that because even the, the high achievers, even the people that are winning big as far as making a lot of money, that doesn't come without paying a price. You know what I mean? You don't just become successful and it's all good and everything, you know, no, that's not how it works. So just know when you see someone out there being successful on a high level, also understand, remind yourself that they've also, they are, we are also paying a price in order to achieve that success. You know, whether it's less time with family, less sleep, you know, more success means more problems we have to solve, which means more stress. Um, so having that internal, you know, that internal dialogue that's going to support you know, all the, the stuff that we're, we're, we're taking in, in externally, but also, you know, we have to arrange what's going on, you know, between our ears as well. Um, let me see. Here's another thing, too. Here's another, another point. I went over, you know, all right. Another point is, all right, when you fail or when you make a mistake, how does that sound in your head? You know, is it bad dog? No, don't do that. Is it, is it a bad dog syndrome or, or is it encouraging? You know, when, when you make a mistake, what is it? What does it sound like? Does it, is it, does it give you energy? Does it make you want to try, want to make you try harder the next time? Just curious. I mean, you don't have to answer it. It's just one of the things we have to ask ourselves. Right. So, so I was, hanging out with a gentleman this weekend up on this camping trip who had a t-shirt that I'd never seen this phrase before. And it ties into exactly what you're saying, Theodis. You guys have all heard fake it till you make it, right? For that a million times. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen, and maybe I've seen, maybe it's been around, I've never seen it. He had a t-shirt that said, mistake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. I'd never seen it. And we were camping. So the shirt was, was probably on like, you know, for a day and a half or however long. I just kept seeing this thing over and over. I'm like, that's meant for me. That message is meant for me. It's a good one. It's exactly what you're talking about. The honest, it's like, it, it's, 
the whole the old fail forward, but it's easier to say when you talk about it than actually in the moment what that internal dialogue sounds like when when it happens. Mm-hmm. I love it. And another thing to uh, to help you gauge is when something comes up. Do we focus on the problem longer than we focus on the solution? Right? When something comes up, it's just like, oh man, that's why I'm just like, ah. Uh. Then someone comes over, don't you know? Then you tell them like what happened. And someone else, and you tell them again, you phone, get a phone call, and you're telling them what happened, right? Like all this time is being spent on the problem. You know, and I like to, I have this thing in my head that. You know, people will like to focus on the problem. Like, let's just say I'm walking down the sidewalk and there's a group of people staring at a big pile of poo. And everyone's pointing at it, talking about how big it is, how steamy it is, how fresh it looks, right? And the, the crowd is getting bigger, but everyone's talking about how, how, how big and steamy and stinky this poo is. And then finally, someone comes along and goes, who has a water hose? Who has a broom? Let's get it out of the way so we can keep moving down the path, right? Same thing. It's like, how long when it comes up, am I focused on the problem longer than the solution? Am I looking for people to join me on, you know, putting energy into this problem? Or am I the person who gets the water hose, sprays the steamy poo off the uh, end? steamy poo off the sidewalk so everyone so we can get rid of the bottleneck and just keep it moving right. and i love that you use that image because i will not forget it <laughs> <laughs> i'm serious but like when you take things like that because in the moment it's you gotta you gotta be aware of what the self-talk is in the moment that's the key to it the quicker you can you can realize these things and what your patterns you're running i love it the artist yeah, because it's a lot of times, you know how your uh, our, our computers, sometimes we get that thinking thing. You know, when it's brand new, it's like, whoo, this is the best computer ever. And you throw a couple of programs on it and, you know, maybe you clicked on the wrong site one time. And then all of a sudden it starts thinking. And then it gives you these weird error messages, like there's too much running in the background, right? I like to equate my myself talk to that because I can be, you know, in a conversation, you know, like I can be on here now and still have all this stuff going on in the background. So I work on <laughs> calming this down so that I can be present in the moment. Uh, another point that I want to touch on as far as how to gauge where our self-talk is, is do we say I have to more than I get to? Right. I'm sure you guys have heard that a lot before. Right. Have to versus I get to like. I can get on, a, you know, I can be on a phone like, man, I have to show some clients a house or I have to write multiple offers or I have to drive to four cities because my buyers are everywhere and I have to do this and I have to cook dinner. Or I get to do all those things. Right. There's this barber in my uh, the barbershop that I, I go to. When I go, <laughs> uh, he recently passed and he's actually younger than me. Um, I'll be 47 month, next month. He was, I think, in his late 30s, had a stroke. Right. And it re- reminded me that 
we get to. We get to, not we have to. So if you got a full plate and you got all these things that you have, that you, you know, that you get to do, give yourself a round of applause. Give yourself a round of applause that somehow the world needs you to do all these amazing things and they, and they need you to be present. It is not a burden. It is a blessing that we can have a full day, have clients to tend to, problems to solve. You know what I mean? Um, so understanding that I get to, and I have to be honest, I don't apply that as much as I need to, but when I'm in that, things get a lot easier, you know, make it a lot easier. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to touch on is try exercising without music. And I'll, I'll give you some, some, you know, I'll give you some framework. Uh, recently, I had an ankle injury, right? So I can't run right now, but I can use the elliptical. So at first, my self-talk was, man, I'm falling. It was kind of feeling sorry for myself, I have to be honest. <laughs> but then I realized, wait a minute, I can't run, but I can use the elliptical. The elliptical is so, for me, it's so boring compared to running outside. You might see a coyote or I like waving at people when I'm running and sometimes they wave back or, you know. <laughs> I have an experience when I go running, right? Um, but on the elliptical, one of the things that I started practicing, I have one hour. The first 20 minutes is a good audio book. The, the second 20 minutes is no music. And I have to be totally honest. At first, just like you can hear the machine. And it's like, it's boring. It's like, ooh, what this is like, ugh. Like, I need some stimulus, right? But then... What I do is I turn up the intensity on the on the elliptical and I work on keeping my heart rate the same, even though I'm working harder, meanwhile paying attention to my breath. Now in the gym, when you have this on, if you breathe in too hard, <laughs> you don't get any air. So I'm on the elliptical and I'm increasing the intensity, but I'm controlling my breath so I don't, you know, so I can, you know, so I can actually get some air. And 20 minutes of doing that, I'm telling you, this calms down. I'm now focusing on the breath. I'm not worried about what I get to do later. Um, I become totally enthralled with the moment, right? And that first three minutes where it was like, ooh, I can hear the machine, like this is boring. It actually, towards the end, becomes amazing. And I actually allow myself to, you know, all those things that come up to build, you know, different connections, healthier connections with those things that come up. And guess what the treat is, you guys? After the audio book and then 20 minutes of no music, then I get to turn the music on, right? And then it's like, oh, it's like almost like not eating sugar for a whole week. And then you get a, like a jelly bean or something and it just lights your whole everything up. So that's how I broke up. I break up my, my, my hour on the, on the elliptical now. Great audio book to, 
you know, make sure that I'm keep helping with the, the mindset. The quiet time actually allows that to settle in the right places. And it also allows me to get connected with myself. Then I turn on the music and we get all pumped up. So by the time uh, that hour is over, I've had, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm ready to go. I love it. I love how it's just putting this in context for me of where I'm at in terms of developing myself, talking my patterns, because you clearly put a lot of effort into training this because it is something you can train. And I, and it, it definitely does not sound like it's a linear journey. Like you just do this and then you're good. No, <laughs> sometimes you get your, your, you know, handed to you and it's like, Whoa, that was, that was deep. Like that was rough. Like I wasn't expecting that. Right. But like I said earlier, you know, in the call, going through that, it, like, like I said, at least for me, it helped me become more understanding and compassionate about the process. So now when I'm dealing with people and they're in, they're in, a, in a weird space or they're looking for some support, I have some context in, in which I can, you know, either say I'm not the person or, yeah, I can help a little bit with that because I start with myself. I love it. As you guys go throughout the day to day, keep aware of this and drop it in an Agent Power Huddle Facebook group because that'll help you to have a layer to share this and connect with each other about your self-talk. It'll help you be aware of it today. This is really, uh, uh, this is such good stuff. Think about how you want to, we, we're right at the bottom of the hour. We're going to wrap it up. So Theodis, think of your last thoughts you want to leave us with. Tomorrow we're on here with a D David Tam, Facebook updates, Supreme Court rulings on auto dialing, which affects all of us. Interesting to learn about. We got how to take a listing in today's market on Wednesday. We got three secrets how agents can make more money on Thursday. We got a special guest on Friday with Lonnie Fisher. Got lots of good stuff this week. Theodis, what do you want to leave people with? What's the last thought? Oh, just remember, we don't have to, we get to. I'll leave with that. I love it. All right. I'm, I'm glad I get to be here with you guys. Have a good day, guys. All right, take care. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.